All right, welcome back to the Gold Room Podcast. Welcome back, and, uh, fans. This episode, we're we're doing something a little different. You know? Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, t- today we decided, me and Will, we're we're hanging out after the episode, being pals like we are. That's right. Uh, we decided we wanted to DoorDash some dinner for today. So I just now, when I hit record, I also hit submit on our DoorDash order. So this episode is going to last exactly how long mm-hmm. it takes for Wingstop to get here. And once we get our dasher assigned, then it's in their hands. We're going to have Absolutely. to shout them out. Yeah, unlike other App State podcasts, you know, we're friends and we hang out uh, outside of the recording. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, unlike <laughs> unlike other App State podcast Three hosts, fourth, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> blow the whistle or sound the whistle, whatever. We like <clears throat> each other. We enjoy recording in person. Yeah. Um, should we get in? No, hold on. I don't want to get into... I was teasing Parker here. He has been kind of... The Sean Clark quote everyone's talking about, uh, which we'll go ahead and insert here. I don't care if it's Texas A&M or Monroe. When you win in college football, you celebrate. If you don't celebrate, man, you don't know the difference between winning and losing. So, Sean Clark celebrates. I don't give a shit what the score is. (laughs) (laughs) Take that for it. All right, well, we're on the internet, right. partially, so, hey, okay. You're getting the true version of Sean Clark, that's yeah, what that's it is. True. Everyone's talking about that quote, uh, and I have a question for Parker that I haven't told him yet, because yes. I wanted to get his you, raw, you are getting my live, live reaction here. unfiltered reaction. Do we want to get into that now? Is the game worth talking about? Uh, is the Monroe game worth talking about? Yeah, I think it's worth talking about, but we can do the question first, then go back to the you actual that? game. Okay, yeah, so we'll perhaps we'll the... Perhaps that this discussion will lead into a uh, healthy, constructive, positive um, uh, discussion. Yes. I was trying to think of more adjectives. Yeah, no, you got a lot in. You got a lot in. So, the Sean Clark quote uh, at Mountaineer Talks, sponsored by Goddard Farms, Beef of the Mountaineers. Beef of the Mountaineers with the Georgia Tech logo. <laughs> it really is. It's the Georgia it Tech Georgia, logo. Yes. With a little bit added on to make that an F. Yes. I forgot to say I'm drinking a Fresca and I'm Will Epstein Comboy. I'm drinking uh, Mega Man Blue Bomber G Fuel, and I'm Parker the Abstake on Pusher. He tastes just like Mega Man. It does taste. The quote, Sean Clark says, basically, clearly he is he is a, a, a poster. He is online. He is on Twitter. Yeah. Clearly he is terminally online. That that is That is one that I definitely think, like, there is a Clark burner out there. That was the biggest tell that he is on Twitter. And not just to like for recruits and this. That, yeah, like, he, he looks, is actively scrolling. He looks at what we say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says it, it doesn't matter. You know, in college football, it's hard to win games. It doesn't matter what the score is. Uh, I always celebrate. I don't give a shit what the score is. Right? Everyone's yeah. rooting and hollering. Yeah. John Paper. Yeah, that's kind of a good, fire good. ass quote. Yeah, it's a good soundbite. Good soundbite. But then I feel like if you think about it a little bit longer and you remember this is Sean Clark and not Nick Saban, or um. Who's another championship coach? Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart, right. Uh, then it starts to be a little like, hmm. And my question to you is, mm-hmm. if you think about the, I don't know if it's been officially confirmed or these legacy quotes but before the New Orleans Bowl where he says, we're going bombs over Baghdad. We're going sandpaper their ass, right? Thinking we're going to have yeah. a high-powered offense. We're yeah. blowing people out. The app state we're, away. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, right. not put our foot off the gas. Yeah. And now, and he said this over, throughout his tenure, that winning college football games is hard. 
Is he moving the goalposts by making that statement? Just the statement that winning college football games is hard. No, the most recent statement that I don't care uh, what the score score is, is, we're going to celebrate. Yeah. Is he moving the goalpost for himself, for fans, for admin? Is there anything to read into that? This is, ooh, that's, this is a great discussion question. Why I, I thought you were going to ask me some sort of hee-hee-ha-ha bullshit. No, I've never done that ever. You're right. We are a very serious podcast. Uh, Should we put the intro in? Welcome back. You're in the gold room. Presented by Will Strickland. And Parker Stone. To answer your question, though, I think, I think it's to fans. I think that's directed to fans that, you know, maybe the expectation, maybe it is a goalpost move that, that like, as fans, we got to a point where like a lot of us, us included, like celebrating after that that ULM game was was a little loaded for us. It was one yeah. of those like we had, you know, 98% of a game that I just hated every second of. Terrible experience to watch. And I, I I mean, by that point we were all like had just kind of settled on, "Oh my god, we are going to end up losing this game to Monroe." Yeah. Um but I still feel like the moment of that, like there are still things to celebrate there that should be big. Like Michael Hughes, like Michael Hughes. We, and that, that was like my right. tweet after the game. Oh, was, let me, I don't know if I have this set up I, and I don't have a, a live monitor. So there's going to be reverb on here or there's not. We're going to see. So I'm going to hold on. I'm going to turn this up. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll vamp, but I'm, I'm Mike one. Correct. Yeah, you're Mike One. I'll just put it up for both of us. I think if not, if not, here. I'll sound like a robot. Yeah, okay, just crank us both up. You ready? Yep. Wee woo wee woo. No, no Michael, Michael Hughes, Hughes hate. hate. Not, not on, on this, this podcast. podcast. Wee woo wee woo. Okay. I really hope that that was just us like talking <laughs> stupid. I think there no, was what are you talking about? That. that was reverb. That was uh, the effect. That's how good it was. Yeah, I don't know why. There has been a weird amount of Michael Hughes hate, and, and I've I've seen it as a way to defend Clark in a couple instances in games we've lost this year, like Chapel Hill um, saying, like, oh, Clark can't kick field goals. Oh, okay, like, what? I mean, do you just blame Hughes can't any... can't kick field goals or Clark can't? Clark can't kick field goals, and that's like you can't blame Clark for losing the game because a kicker oh, okay. missed a field goal. Like, okay, gotcha. What? Yeah. Uh, oh, like, I mean, what? our friend, uh, our Joe Cone Bouncer, he was, we were on the sticks. We were hitting Fortnite a little bit, and there was a little Michael Hughes slander. And I'm like, what are coming you our talking way? about? I said, Cone Bouncer, when you're expected to hit nine field goals a game, you're going to miss yeah. a couple. Yeah, and like they're sending you out for 50-plus yard kicks. You know, it, it, this isn't the NFL. Like, it, some of those kicks are not as automatic as, as some people might think. Like, k- kicking's tough. Um, especially in the moment, you know, it's, it's a part of football that, you know, your mentals can really get to, uh, on that level, especially when a fan base, you know, has lost support for you. But, um, you know, Michael Hughes has proved himself to be our kicker and to be a very good kicker, I think multiple times now. So I hope now, um, walking off at ULM 
I hope that that slander has is erased now. I hope right. we're done with the the conversations because I mean, like we've said before, like a, a lot of us were there for Michael Rubino and mm. and that, mm. and that's actually kicking to the level where like you can then be upset about a single kicker missing kicks. Michael Hughes is no, nothing like. There's no kick no. where it's like, oh my god, we missed an extra point against Wake Forest, or oh my god, we missed an extra point against Tennessee, and that was the difference in the game. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a good point, Michael Hughes. I mean, there's still like I think six, five or six, seven games left in the season. Chances are he may miss another field goal, right? I mean, there's no. I imagine there's no kicker in the country in any level that's 100% accurate over the course of a season. Yeah. Well, but he just he made a 54-yard field goal in what the funny thing was a lot of app alumni, I saw uh Demetrius Taylor saying this, Parker Collins, um they were all saying that playing at Monroe is absolutely the hardest place to play because it sucks ass. <laughs> no one there. It's silent. The venue is terrible. Yeah. The area is terrible. It's just like it's a chore going there yeah. and getting yourself hyped up to care to play. So the fact that he hits a 54-yarder to walk off the win, uh, that that kind of is case closed. We have a good kicker. Yeah. Right? There, there's no more discussion about it. Um, I think the other one that I wanted to touch on today too, because I've been seeing slander about, about this player come out this week as if we have a controversy. I don't know... There are some people that seem to be doing a little bit of a turn on Joey Aguilar. Yes. Okay. Good and point. I have seen that. And let's look at Joey Statlin here. He was nah, 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 nah. 27 to 39, 335 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, that's a good stat line. Yep. I mean, yeah, two interceptions. You'd like to see that cleaned up. But, like, we don't have a quarterback controversy. I'm telling you, like, I, I when Ryan Berger comes back and is healthy, I, I don't think Joey has done anything to show you he should not be the guaranteed starter. We're not having a battle in practice. We're not playing two quarterbacks. No, we ain't Archie State. We ain't running two QBs. Uh, Joey's quarterback. I agree, and I think I think Joey should finish the season. I think a quarterback battle in the sense of, but like, Joey does need to tighten up his uh, those picks, right? and I think some of that too is you know kind of with that that battle that went through in training camp there it takes a little bit of adjustment and growing periods some of the timing and that rep stuff there that'll i think will improve and clean itself up as the season goes on yeah i think i imagine the qb battle being more so um and you gotta imagine ryan berger knows he is qb2 right in his head, he's got to understand. You would think coming off an injury, and the other guy has has played right pretty darn and well. And as unfortunate as it is, it's the reality. Yeah, right? it's not. I mean, it's not like a Philadelphia Eagles situation where you win with a what was that what was the QB who won the Super Bowl? Is that oh Nick Foles? Nick Foles, and then you go back to the QB one just because yeah. he's healthy again. Yeah. Like we're not that level, right? We don't. We didn't have a past year of Burger to see how good he was. No, this isn't like Zach Thomas gets hurt. Chase Bryce is the backup, and there's controversy about Chase Bryce or Zach Thomas. Exactly. We don't know we're, what Ryan Burger looks like. Yeah, for App State football. And, and yeah, right? it's not like you know when when Zach Thomas had to miss games or whatever, and it, you'd have Huxman for a game, and it, this is just not the same. Yeah, this is not the same. I think uh, it would still be beneficial to. For coaches, Ponce, Clark, everyone, to put some pressure on Aguilar, um, 
going into coastal it's a big mm-hmm. game um mm-hmm. uh, we basically need to we need to win the next four sunbelt conference games because the last four are uh like leagues more difficult right yeah. there's zero room for air so we need to beef up we need to pad the wins now while we can and that's you know I think also with Joey, he's just a different type of quarterback than I think we've been used to seeing people like Zach and Chase and Taylor Lamb. Um, he's a little bit more of a gunslinger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are going to be interceptions there, but there are also going to be a lot of touchdowns. So, I mean, this thus far in the year, he's you know completed 99 passes on 164 attempts, which is over a 60% completion percentage. 1,225 yards, 12 touchdowns to five interceptions. Those are great numbers. I think those are very good. Damn near any school in America is going to take a stat line like that. Yeah. I mean, if you send that stat line to most schools in America through your first, you know, five games and say, do you want this quarterback? Yes. Probably. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree. I have seen, um, and I think that's more so a thing that happens while you're watching the game. The mm-hmm. visceral reaction when you mm-hmm. see an interception thrown, like I mean, perfect example, Wyoming, that last interception. Yeah. In the moment, everyone was like, Joey, what the fuck? That was there was no one around. You basically What's threw happening? it to yeah. Wyoming as if he was your team. Like, right? But afterwards looking at back at kind of what was happening elsewhere. You get it. You right? understand why he did what he did. Yeah. There. So I think interceptions are probably like the biggest the play that is the most uh, people's opinions change mm-hmm. with time, right? In the moment, you're like, quarterback sucks, take him out. He's throwing a million interceptions a game. A few days later, you look at the stat line, you're like, oh, shit, that's we still, pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, we still scored 41 points. F- right. <laughs> Clearly, right. we weren't having offensive issues. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. we had interceptions, sure. Like, we gave ULM the ball back, sure. But we still scored 41 points. And isn't that funny that comparing Wyoming to Monroe we go from a phenomenal defensive performance probably our best definitely our best of the season so far to one of the most abysmal performances I mean we let Monroe run I tweet Bugs Mortimer (laughs) ULM Monroe Warhawk Bugs Mortimer had a catch we let a dude named Bugs Mortimer have a catch on our defense (laughs) inexcusable (laughs) Bugs Mortimer actually had two. Two. Two! Listen, I'm calling up the North Carolina General Assembly. We are doing an investigation on these use of public funds. All right. App State is misappropriating funds by allowing Bugs Mortimer to get two catches. That's two investigations. One per catch. And we'll throw another one in there if there are any more targets. Bugs Mortimer is taking us down. (laughs) And I'm going down with him. Uh, so yeah, Joey, I, I agree with you. There has been some Joey hate. I ain't there. I ain't with it. Uh, he does need to tighten up the interceptions. Uh, that's definitely the the last two games, probably where uh, the most room for improvement has been noticed. But shoot, I mean, if I'm being honest, if I uh, if the interception to touchdown rate stayed steady throughout the whole season, I I can't say I would be mad. You know, was it twelve touchdowns to five interceptions? Yep. That's a good ratio. I'm not. I'm gonna be happy. Could be about better that. with 1,225 yards. Like, right. 
it could be better, but also when we have Nate Noel, who's number two in the nation of total rush yards. Yep. I think number one, th- number one, two, or three in yards per, per game. game. Uh, top that, five in pretty much every rushing category minus right. touchdowns. Like, so these pass yards, like that's another good way to look at it too. You have a bunch of pass yards. You know, you look at 12 touchdown passes over, uh, what, six games, five games. Yeah, it looks all right. But then you remember, our, our, we have one of the best running backs in the nation right mm-hmm. now. So it offsets. And that's where I think Offset. this is, I'm, I'm Actually, before I make this bigger point, oh. I'm going to give you all a DoorDash update oh. for the listeners at home. Big. Um, oh. Oh. Big news. Kevin. Kevin! Has his art order in his hands. Oh, this may be a short episode, folks. Yeah, uh, I think we got about 14 to 20 minutes left. So uh, let, let's get into the, to yeah, this. What do you have to say? I think overall we're talking about people, you know, sl- not slandering. That's a stupid word. Libel. Um, <laughs> you know, people poking. Disparaging. Po- yeah, like, you know, coming after people like Joey and Hughes or even defensive players. But then using that as a way to defend people like on the coaching staff. I always have hated that. A, because like. That is a student athlete. That is somebody that is going to class tomorrow. Like, they have so many other things than football in their lives. And at the end of the day, the overall status, performance, state of the program is the responsibility of the coaching staff. So if you don't like how a defense looks and you don't think the players are good, okay, don't make don't don't go after the players. Go after the coaches for not recruiting better players if you don't yep. think the players are good enough. That's still it's not the players' fault at that point. If you don't think that they were talented enough to be playing in the game, why were they recruited if you don't think they're talented enough? I mean, it, it all in all, like the the responsibility of the, the program falls on the coach. Yeah. Um, how we are playing, our wins and losses, that is the coach's responsibility. You can't deflect that onto a player. That's a great point. I think it's totally fine if you um, kind of in a lighthearted way, specifically call out oh, a player. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I remember during the Monroe game, there was one drive. Uh, I don't know who number 19 on our defense is. He's either, I think he's a DB, maybe. I think he's a DB. Yeah. It was like back-to-back plays. He kind of got mossed, like kind of humiliating, right? I and, was like, we got to put him in timeout for a couple minutes. Oh, right? and that's the thing. It's one thing to say, like, that's a bad play. They had a bad rep here. Um, You know, that's not good. We got to fix this. Kind of maybe figure something else out. I didn't say he's a bad player. I didn't say he shouldn't be on the team. I didn't say he's exactly. any of that. Exactly. Right? Um, There's people that are doing that. Yes. And that's where I, I think it goes both ways with coaches too. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to say, I have not been impressed with Coach Clark. I do not think we have done a great job, especially down the stretch late in games at any point during his tenure, but especially this season. That is different than people are like, we got to fire coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same thing with players. I mean, when you talk about firing a coach, like that is someone's job. That's their well-being. Their family is out there. They're going to hear it. That's just like, it's cruel. It's the same way saying players shouldn't be on the team anymore or should be cut, should be benched, shouldn't be here. It, it's the same level at that point. There's yeah. just ways to do that that are better than others. The internet's not helpful on that, but. Sean Clark sees all of it, apparently. It's just weird to use like that defense, it, you know, bashing a player to protect your coach. That's just weird to me. The the coach yeah. gets paid for us to be good. The player doesn't. I think that's and I I'm 
I'm getting kind of deja vu. I feel like we've talked about this. I mean, maybe that's just a state of the program situation, right? That we've talked about this before. But I think um, same with coaches. It's more than fair to be critical of a coach. They're a paid employee. Sean Clark's making, I think, like nine hundred grand. No, not no. He's not making that much. Sean Clark. <laughs> Sean Clark will retire very, very comfortably due to the contract yes. he has received at Appalachian State. He's University. getting paid handsomely. He's doing what he loves, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we don't love him doing it. <laughs> yeah, he is, he loves doing it. He right? gets paid more than any of us do. He is the yeah. highest paid employee at Appalachian State University. Right. That's so, just a given. That's it's public. It's very info. fair to be critical of his coaching ability, right? I think the weird, the part of that's weird for me is people that there's people that are totally still on Team Clark, no doubts, totally confident what they're doing, great. But it's just it, it's I don't know. It's weird that people aren't willing to admit his obvious flaws. Yeah, I, it's like <sighs> we're still in that. Some of us still stay in that. Uh, like Peter Pan, like little lap state mindset. Like, mm-hmm. give a mountaineer a chance. That's the famous quote <clears throat> yeah. about Satterfield, right? Yeah. Like, we're past that. You know, we we're regressing, and that's we don't have time for chances. And, that, and, and I've mentioned it this season, and I think fans, we get, we gotta come to, we gotta look ourselves in the mirror and say, what do we want to be? Do we want to be little old lap state? And keep things how they where I think I can. I think I can. We try so hard. Or do we want to do? We, do we want to match the big game that we try to talk on the internet, and where we try to say we're one of the top group of five teams in the country? We're right. not. The last three years, at least, I would say we are not one. We're not in the top ten of group fives. We're not. Right. We have not been. In the do last we want to be New Year's six? Do we want to be beating power fives routinely? Yes. Do we want four star recruits? Shit. Five-star recruits in a blue moon coming to App State. Yeah. Or do we want to keep it in the family, keep the tradition, You know, love how hard we're playing? There's App State fans that, that you know, are saying that our App State's ultimate goal should be, you know, trying for like an ACC bid or something like that. Right. Not right now. N- nowhere close. We're not, no. we're not an American conference bid right now. We're not a, you know, no. we're a Sunbelt team and we're playing like one. Um, people and, think and that's not controversial, a, and not a good one. I'd say, like, I, I mean, Parker, are you disparaging the Sunbelt? I'm not disparaging the Sun. I, I I've said this many <laughs> times here. I mean, talking about playing at ULM, Sean Clark's comments. Other conferences, whether you think you know someone like the American or whatever, like that they, they are not, they don't have all the football success that the Sunbelt has as far as high end successful teams right now. Those conferences don't have anybody like Monroe. They don't have a True. single team where it's like, oh my God, it's embarrassing that we're playing a football game here. Yeah. And I mean, that that's kind of my philosophy on conferences is you are only as good as your worst team. You are only as good as the bottom tier of your conference. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we if we want to be that team, we got to play like Sean Clark's comments this week. We gotta play like I hope the fuck he does. I, I mean, hope and, this and is a turning point. And that's the, we've said it. Like we want to play like bombs over Baghdad. We yeah. want to sandpaper your ass. We just aren't seeing it. Mm-mm. We're saying it a lot. We're right. getting the sound bites, but at some point the sound bites are are gonna stop being enough. Right. And that that quote he said on Mountaineer talks, and I don't give a shit about the score. Blah blah blah. Like if he's pissed, if he just cares about winning, then cool. Let's see it. Like yeah, that to me. 
like that quote again the first time you listen to it is like oh hell yeah but you think about it more it's like damn we're gonna be old dominion by three and old dominion sucks ass exactly like yeah i mean the the high of the wind was good you know managing you know it, yeah. it takes a lot of skill from the coaches the players everything to pull that off to get that field goal off to beat monroe right really save the season too because i think if you lo- i would argue you- saves his job all, all of the above. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think too he early. Been fired in the year immediately, but that would have been a little little footnote at the end of the year. Like we how lost. Do we exactly. It? You know. So I, you save the season by beating Monroe. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great thing to happen. But I do not feel confident about a single other game on our schedule at all. Home no. away. I do not feel good about anything. No. Our schedule is hard as fuck based on how we're playing and, right now. And this was the game that we. We were like, this is the one where we got to win by 60. We need to win big. We need to get our confidence back. We need to get our swagger mm-hmm. back. And instead, we won because we hit a 54-yard field goal and we had blocked an extra point. Yes. Both of those, the probability has to be like 2%. And I don't even know. Crazy. Yeah, I don't even know how to begin to track when the last time <laughs> that happened. Like yeah. a team won by one point. Because they blocked an extra point and then hit a had massive to hit, field goal. <laughs> had to get a field goal as time <laughs> expired. Like, we might be in some sort of weird scoragami on that one. Like, like that's like how Boise State beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, like, they were just balls to the wall. We will do anything to win this game. That's how. That's App what State, it took for us to beat Monroe. That's how App State beat Michigan. Right. We, we had just to use throw that it all out. energy. Yeah. And that level of we needed a uh, miracle at the right moment when we needed it, and we got it. Yeah. But instead of playing number five Michigan in the big house, we were playing number 300 UL Monroe in Malone Stadium. Right. Owned by Post with Malone. 400 people in the stands. Did you see that they said their attendance was 19,000? Yes, they did. How's that legal? That... Call the NCAA. They tell you. Call the North Carolina General. They tell you you can do tickets out. That's insane. Like, I, I, I told, uh, I told my wife after I saw it. I was like, I would bet ten dollars that, including the teams, there were five hundred people in the stadium. I think so too. That's that's the number I would say. If you put the teams in there, about five hundred. Now, marching band too. And I want to say that the marching band didn't even have like uniforms. I I, I just saw one little too. screenshot. It seemed like they were in shorts and gym shorts, <laughs> right? They might be a pep band. They had the marching. and ones. They might not. They, <laughs> they might not march. They might just be a pep band then. They had the and one gym shorts. It was like kind of shimmery 2005 yeah. gym shorts on. Like, those were made in a factory in Indonesia for. Point zero two cents. And the shits I was rocking in elementary school. Let's put it like that. You were rocking those in high school. We both know <laughs> rocking that. them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw them in. We'll throw the and oneers in. Marching band teams, the fucking ambulance drivers, the mom volunteering at concession stand, the radio announcers. Five hundred people. Five hundred people in that stadium. Yeah. How'd they even I get mean, to 19,000? Have they sold 19,000 tickets in the last three years? Since the golden season? Not just sold 19,000 tickets, but had 19,000 people have, total walk through the gates. Have 19,000 people at Monroe entered or and Malone. sat down at Monroe's. Monroe's. We're doing it now. Or it's bad. ULM's stadium. 
I say no. Malone at Monroe. It's, I it say sucks. no. No, I don't. I think do so wish right. Terry Bowden uh, the best. Absolutely. Uh, he's a very cute man. Uh, he, it was sad he seeing him. Are you root for? Because you know, also, like, you feel bad if you put yourself in Monroe's shoes because yeah. you know how big of a win that would have been for their staff and their program yeah. and everything. But I, uh, it was sad watching him shuffle off the field in his little Wendy's outfit. <laughs> One of the funniest tweets of the game. I didn't we even just, see. We just so he looks like a manager. We, Wendy's manager. We, we we talk about him like he's this like middle aged man who like is a Wendy's manager and like goes home and lives by himself. Whatever. He's a freaking football coach who's he's making probably at, rich as fuck. Yeah, he's probably making at least four hundred grand a yeah, year, and that's just off his money. That's not even like daddy's money either. Yeah, and <laughs> he's like, good. And Monroe, Louisiana, $400,000 might as well be a billion. He could build a double-decker Wendy's. Yes. And only him eat at it. Yes. It could be his. And that would be like 30 bucks. <laughs> he could have a private Wendy's staff. Uh, shout out uh, Michelle. I don't know what her username is. Y'all fucking know Michelle, all right? She tweets 100 tweets a minute. Uh, there is a screen. There is a uh, screenshot from the game showing Terry Bowden on the sideline. And she said... We're losing the peepaw. <laughs> so funny. That had the room dying. Oh my god! When I saw that, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Someone does call that man peepaw. And then uh, peepaw. Why can't we win a football game? <laughs> Earlier today, I saw a sickos committee on Twitter. By the way, a great follow. Yeah. Honestly, when you just care about dumb shit in college sports, that's that they're up there with uh, college football, like the Reddit account. and like butt crack sports, and yeah, ball sack sports. And no, all no, that. no context. <laughs> CFB. They uh, they posted a picture of uh, Terry Bowden like winning the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and he's like he's all happy and everything. I was like, oh shit, he won a bowl. Where was he? Was that Akron. 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 Yeah, that man has lived a life of misery. Yeah, has he ever coached somewhere good? I don't think so. Either a good team or a good place to live. He was at Akron for a while, and then he left Akron. And After that high of the Potato Bowl, he... Yeah, no, but but going from Akron to ULM is kind of one of those, like, wow. And I think, wasn't there space between? Yeah, I think he got fired at Akron, and then space between, then Yosa Monroe. Man, like, I guess he just loves the game, huh? I mean, your last name's Bowden. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Man, he just loves being in Monroe. We all saw that video of him fishing on campus. Great video. It's one of my favorite pieces of social content any really Sunbelt school has done in the last five yeah, years. Yeah, him and his little canoe. It is. It he is. doesn't catch anything in the video. No, but how many other Sunbelt schools have a river pond bayou? in the canoe. It, yeah, have, how many other schools can make <laughs> that video? Wait, where's Kevin? Where is Kevin? Our DoorDash driver. Oh, yeah, I got to check. I was like, who, the, who is Kevin? Who the fuck is Kevin? Um, I hate how they give you that notification. Is he like, in Goldroom Studios? Uh, is he here? Heading to you. Uh, seven. We got about oh. we got about seven minutes. Seven till, minutes until he gets here. Whether or not he can make it inside the building, that's to always the studios. fucking. Man. Whether or not he can make it here, because yours is so easy though compared to mine. Yours is much worse. Yeah. Right. I uh, still provide the instructions, and they still always call and say, hey, the code's not working. All right, if we got a hard cut at seven minutes, let's talk about Coastal Carolina. Welcome. All right. In the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, they are washed. Yeah, they're They not. could definitely still beat us, but there's, that doesn't mean they're not washed. Yeah, Because we're washed, too. <laughs> it does. It kind of, it, it's weird because it feels like, oh, my God, like four years ago, this would have been an unbelievable matchup. Yeah. And now it's like, hmm. 
You know something I watched a few days ago because it just popped up in my, my recommendations. The 2021 ending to App State Coast when we hit that field goal. Ooh. And I was watching that shit and the roar of the crowd when we hit it, storming the field. I looked it up. We finished 10 and 4. We did finish with back to back losses in the bowl game, Sunbelt Championship game, but whatever. And I was like, damn. Like, I don't know why. In my mind, I don't remember 2021 as good as it was. We were 10 and 2 yes. before postseason. Yes. I don't remember that at all. I don't know why I have this like laps in my mind <laughs> <laughs> i think that season felt worse than 10 and 2 it must have and i don't i don't remember what our two regular season do we play oh do we play miami yes yes that was 2021 right yes that was miami and i think the other one was the long snapper game right no that was 2020 it was a 2020 that was Louisiana. yeah 100 damn we really let them beat us that many times in a row yeah no, we we basically since joining FBS, we had never lost to them, and now we have only lost to them. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I think it's still gonna be a good environment. I think it's gonna be a close game again, kind of which is sold the, out. Just being a rivalry. I mean, selling out a Tuesday night game like that's. I mean, it's, whether we're good it's or not, great. like our it's culture great. is like our culture is awesome. Can we please stop putting that game on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Monday yeah. on True TV? Let's yeah. let's stop, please. I get that ESPN two is cool, and it's I get awesome. the Sun Belt wants to put the biggest game on TV. But like, can you let the fans enjoy Have the biggest something. game? Like, or at least ever like in a four year period, that game should be at a Saturday uh, on a Saturday in Conway and in Boone. I you think should that, be able to get that. I think that's a good policy. Like every three to four years, uh, the same matchup can only happen on a weeknight every three to four years. Yes. Because it's been a weeknight the last three, three at least. I think so. I don't think Coastal was a weekend last year. No. I'm almost positive it was a weeknight. It was because we didn't go. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it, it's... It's tough. It's that's a great example of the changing like college football landscape and how like realignment. Everything's being driven by television. Yeah. Like if this game is such a big deal and it's regional where people could travel if they wanted to, but it's always on a a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever. That's just like you are not taking the fans into account. Mm -hmm. You're purely worried about even if like you just want to switch like, you know. Mar- the Marshall game and the Coastal game are going to trade off being the yeah. weeknight, Saturday yeah. night, whatever. It's just, it, it sucks having that be the same team over and over again, not be on a Saturday. Yep. Uh, just, just, I mean, because like, yeah, we're, we're, we sold out the Rock on a Tuesday. That's awesome. It, it's going to be full. It's going to be loud. It's going to be awesome. There's just something about college football that it's supposed to be Saturday. Saturdays for the boys. Like as they you, say. you lose that all day tailgate atmosphere. Oh, we already lost that. I mean, Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gonzo said that that hill area that used to be given to students, he sees it and it's only about fifty percent full. He has retracted. He has retracted. I saw that this week. Wow. Big. We get Gonzo on. Isn't he local? Yeah, he's local. Gonzo, hit us up. <laughs> it's me, Gonzo. <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> um, I would love to know what's going on in Grace McCall's mind this season, right? 
Oh yeah, Kevin is close, baby. Kevin is close. He as, could, he's as, drift around the corner yeah, right now. As soon as I get the notification, because they'll, they'll send a picture of where he drops my food right. off, whatever. As soon as I get that notification, I'm cutting audio. Okay, mid sentence, whatever. I'm down. I'm yes, down. we got. We have very little time though. Just imagine me, Grayson McCall. You try to transfer out. Try to go P5. Try to go to SEC. Right. You're an SEC caliber player. You've had a phenomenal run at Coastal. You can't transfer. You're trapped in Conway. You've got a new coach who just visually does not match your vibe. Mm-mm. It's just purely off vibes. This coach ain't for you, brother. No, he he's not vibing it with ain't the... Clicking. He's not vibing with the... With the Jersey boy. He looks like a Jersey I, boy. I, I pissed heel, you know, no. lifestyle. No, he ain't got the Jamie Chadwell fucking mullet. Right? Yeah. He ain't matching the vibes. And your team's, like, clearly not as good. I don't know if stat-wise McCall's having as good a year or whatever. I don't know if maybe he's still doing well, but they're not dominant like they have been for the last two or three years or whatever. Like, I would just love to know what's going on in his head. Like, fuck. Yeah, I think... uh, Like, why am I here? (laughs) So, Grayson McCall right now, I mean, it it is like a statistical down down year. I mean, he's he's 1,300 yards for over 60% completion, but six touchdowns, six interceptions. Compare that to... Let's let's listen here, Appalachian State fans, with Joey Aguilar. Yeah, listen up. 1,225 yards with 15... uh, Or 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. And the best running back in the nation. So, I mean, it's... It's a down year, but I think a lot of that is just like that offense is just not clicking for him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know what it is about because because Tim Beck is it was kind of known to you know to be an offensive guy, you know, someone who you thought would be able to help a quarterback continue that step with kind of the quarterbacks he has coached in the past, whatever. But it's it, just well, not working. No. So maybe this is the game where we win by sixty. How nice would that be? If we beat, that would be a bounce back game. Yeah, dude. if if we beat Coastal by multiple scores, I I would I would then believe Sean Clark's comments. Yeah, if I'm we run on it up board. on all right, book it. If we run it up on Coastal Carolina, shit, I may be a Sean Clark truther. Yeah, no, if we run it up on 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 Sean Clark, I will believe this. Run it up on Sean Clark. <laughs> if we run up on Coastal, oh. Phew. I mean, looking at their slate right now, what they played, they lose to UCLA. They beat Jacksonville State in their first year in FBS. They blow out Duquesne, which I don't even know what level of football Duquesne plays. <laughs> Bad. Then they lose back-to-back games to the Georgia schools. Oh, yeah. 30-17 to State. They lose at home to 38-28 Southern. And then a sold-out crowd. Hey, shout-out Georgia Southern. Stem selling out that crowd. Yeah, that's big. NFL Network, they win pretty big. That that's that's cool. Southern looks good this year, which is kind of frightening. Yeah, it scares <laughs> it scares me, but I'm excited to go to that game. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, excited we, to be there on that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we've got our our uh, our stay locked in for that. Um, fingers crossed that game actually means something at that point. Hopefully, it, it decides the East and not just whether we get a bowl game or not, <laughs> like last year. Right. Uh, that would be sick if like. If the last game in Boone was, you know, winner of this, basically host the championship game. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be like 2019 vibes. We'd be, we're back. We're so back. Is he here? Is Kevin nope. here? Nope. Kevin, okay. he's, he, did he get he, lost? He hasn't dropped it off yet and he hasn't messaged me. I was just checking there too. Okay. Yeah. You always um, gotta keep an eye on the, on the phone there. Right. Well, the code's not working. <laughs> All right, well, let's. I'm. I'm. I'm I don't want to wrap it up. He's not gonna drop the food off. No, here, we but, made a promise. We have yeah, to keep going. Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, I saw that JMU's pass defense is garbage. So there's a, a silver lining. Yeah, it's incredible that... And I actually... I'm, I'm going to say this is something I thought about this week. Uh-oh. I understand not... Like, the NCAA kind of holding the line on on JMU's bowl eligibility or whatever. Yeah. Because of how many other teams that are trying to get into FBS now and are, like, Jacksonville State and all these other small oh, so schools. Oh, like, a precedent. Yeah, you got to... Like, it sucks for JMU, but to set that precedent because... Like there are some teams that do not belong in FBS, and there's yep. so many teams trying to get added. If you start caving on bowl money immediately, yeah, it's not going. It's not going well. Yeah, Jamie, you should have just uh, been bad these two years. Or they, I mean, they had the opportunity to transition to Sunbelt earlier and decided not to. They could have come in 2013 and didn't. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh! I've, I've... We got a phone call here. All, All right, right, let's. Here we go. Hello. That's me. Hey, I'm here with your DoorDash, and I don't know how to get in. Um, so oh if you, uh, that call box that's right outside, if you just press <laughs> on it, it, it opens the door. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't pressing tap. Okay, thank you. No problem. All right, have a good one. You too, bye. Make sure you cut out your door code there. Otherwise, keep the rest of the audio. They don't know where I live, bro. Cut it. No, cut I'll, the DoorDash. I'll cut. I'll cut it out. But yeah, it, dude. I'll, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put bleeps in on the on my door code. But or put in uh, what's like a funny sound. Even if they got in. in, they don't know what room I live in. Oh, put in like uh, the guy below me. Put in like uh, hot, 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 in place of or Jimmy Smith in place of your door code. But what the fuck? Listen, we don't have time for me to go on a DoorDash rant, bro. Will is not. Maybe <laughs> Will's biggest pet peeve in life. What do you mean you don't know how to get in, bro? Imagine if you're ambulance. Look at the door. Look at the door. What What do you think? What What happened if like your ambulance driver just was like, I I don't know how to get inside. Hey, uh, I can't go. uh, you didn't leave the code in your structures. Yes, I did. Huh? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Hey, yo, there's not enough time. Um, we'll do a DoorDash rant episode sometime and somehow connect it to app. Maybe we'll be in Boone and we'll try DoorDash and we'll see if it shows up. See, that's one of those I can't think. I feel like I've had to have DoorDashed at Boone before. We had to have, but I can't remember when I don't or know why. If I did. I may have I mean I may have gotten like restaurant delivery, like what, pizza, what, like what was pizza. the what was like the Oh uh, Boone uh, Boone Delivery? Boone I think it was, was it just called Boone, Boone Delivery? Delivery. It was something like that. But then that. there was some type of like labor dispute, so then they broke they, off into their own thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's a weird app state lore dive that we need to yeah. do. Or like you could get beepers to pick up. There's some beepers that would do food rounds. I did that multiple times and I feel bad for the one. I conv- I was like, hey, if I pay you like 10 bucks, can you go to Wendy's for me? And it took them like 90 minutes. Like the drive through was that long, but they had already, they were in the line. They had already ordered, like they committed. So they made $10 off of like a 90 minute uh, Wendy's delivery. Oh... That's but, bad. That's I mean, bad. I I mean, I'd give up on that. It's not it, also like if you're a beeper too, it's not like, you know, like DoorDash or Reeds or something where like you have a rating or right. anything you have to worry about like Right. You just did that to be a nice person. Yeah. I shows them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's um I liked the food that was good. <laughs> I liked the food that was good. Yeah. 
Is he lost again? I have no idea. What? He has been he has been right there for like ten minutes. Oh no. Um so we're just gonna have to keep vamping here. Vamping. Um let's see. What what's Spoon what's... delivery, beeping, that, that's a good uh, conversation. Auburn basketball game. Yeah, Auburn basketball game. Our you, you our bags ticket, are right? packed. I got a ticket. I'm gonna be. I'm very. I got tickets. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm gonna be sitting with Dusty Corns, which will be the first time. You gonna be sitting with the coach on the bench? Yeah. It, we, and Drunk Joseph's gonna be sitting with us too. What the fuck? Yeah, we're actually sitting in between the benches, which is wild. Oh my goodness gracious! You're controlling the scoreboard. Yeah, so we're down low wow. in between, like in between both team <laughs> benches. So I'm I'm very very excited for that game. Um, Wait, are you really? The Auburn men's basketball game. Are you really sitting on the court side? We're not court no. side, but we're we're like in the lower section. Okay, okay. That's what I said. Okay. Why well, didn't know if you're serious or if it was a bit? No, the only thing that's court side there is like the scorers table. That's what I was <laughs> confused about. I was like, why the fuck you're not? They're gonna they're are they gonna tag me to to run the in game presentation for that for that? Maybe. Yo, what do they bring I, back I can, the? Uh, I can call a game for that big event. They bring back the Mass General Store layup free throw three pointer. We and can, they bring back the Thickburger threes. We can reach out to Learfield. We can reach out to the sponsorship team, see if we can get Mass General Store back for the... And for the Thickburger threes, we have a couple. I mean, you've got yeah, three got here. Right here. I've got at least one at home. We have four to throw out. 